Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, better, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance, I left my executive role to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of Live Media, I am thrilled to create wellness-based content and technologies to help you level up and become more conscious of your ripple. The Live app launched Christmas Day for Apple iOS. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a beautiful place for us to share our gold, our dreams, and create community. Gold is a Live Media production brought to you from the sound studio at the Live headquarters. Hi, Gold family. This is Jeanette Schneider, and I am here by myself today. This is only the second time in Gold history that I've popped on alone. Um, Last time I was telling a story about an experience I had when I was traveling in Africa. This time I wanted to share some news that um, makes sense for this platform and kind of share how things have changed. Um, Like all humans, we evolve, we shift, we change. And I have as well. And I wanted to kind of share this story with you to explain uh, what new ventures um, we're heading on to. I went back and looked at all the episodes that we've recorded. And I even looked at my Facebook and Instagram feeds for the past probably three, four years. Um, I have literally changed (laughs) like every three to six months. And it makes sense. You know, I was leaving corporate America. I was writing a book. I created a podcast and then I created a company and I created an app and I, I've done all of these things. I, I entered into this really beautiful, purposeful relationship. So everything about me has shifted, but there's been this like little hint or this little clue that keeps popping up that not only I've noticed, but like other people in my life have noticed. And it was time for me to finally kind of recognize what it was and, and blow it up a little bit. This all became very heavy. I've had beautiful, soulful conversations through this platform. People have shared deep personal truths. Uh, We've talked about overcoming resilience. It's literally like pain made into art and so beautiful. But my entire platform has been based on healing the past. Like even the questions I asked are based on the book. It's truly about understanding what nuggets we can mine from our past experience. The questions that are in my book and the exercises in my book, it's built into the questions of this podcast. Even the question, like what advice would you give to your younger self? I'm asking people to go back. And when I was doing, I did workshops around the book and and these types of questions. They were popular. And there was one in particular at Newport Beach Um, probably a year and a half ago. My friend Alexis was with me and we were going through the process of doing this workshop and it was going great. And afterwards I could barely hold my head up. I was exhausted. And I told her, I'm like, this is how it is. And we went to, to lunch and she just looked at me and I literally ordered this huge like bowl of pasta, like whatever they could offer me that had the most amount of carbs and an old fashioned with, I remember it had an enormous, um, like ice cube, ice cube ball. And I just remember it just was the prettiest color, like amber. And it was like my salvation at the end of that day. And that's not how our work should feel. Um, with gold, I record two to three episodes at a time. And afterwards, depending on the content, I have to either lay down or grab a coffee because I'm exhausted. I was interviewed recently um, and they wanted to talk about my book and I didn't want to talk about my book. And that was also kind of a recognition of mine. I wanted to talk about what I'm doing now and I wanted to talk about live and 
the app we've created and how we're moving into mindfulness and understanding the science behind it as opposed to navigating past stories. Because a lot of people, they want to understand for me a couple of questions when they get me on the phone. They want to understand how it was I left corporate America. And I have had, as you can hear from a lot of the episodes that we've recorded, a muddy experience with uh, men in the work environment, with my own identity in the work environment. They want to understand um, some of my past pains or experiences. And I don't want to relive that any longer. And here's the other kind of thing is a lot of times when people are sharing their stories with me on the podcast, I'm psychically connected to their pain in that moment. I'm creating an experience for them to excavate, but they've got to feel their way into it. And I do not want to create and build a platform based on pain and salvation. I want to make sure that we are creating an engine of possibility and and leave this episode in this platform, or if you're listening high on creation and opportunity, you're having ideas. Like I love the sharing of ideas. And some of that comes from our past pain, but rather than have the focus really on what our past can teach us, let's talk about what we are doing now. I want to grow. I want to inspire. I want you to walk away feeling as if you've had a shot of adrenaline, that you have a new idea, or um, it causes you to think deep. Like I'm a deep thinker. I love like stick to my ribs types of conversations and not like stick to my ribs because we have (laughs) sat down and had glasses of wine while we've talked about like abuse and struggle and we've created this space of understanding, which is beautiful in its own right, but I don't want to live there. I want to stick to my ribs conversations where we're coming to each other with ideas and creating opportunities for growth. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with sitting around with your girlfriends and venting and talking through these things. But that's not the platform that I want to create. I don't want to walk away from my microphone and feel like I need to carb load. Like I I shouldn't feel like I've just gone through a marathon. Um, What's been really interesting is that I went back and I reviewed all of the content that we've created. I think the reason Gold has done so well is because I genuinely want to know whatever my guest has to teach me. I'm such a curious person and I get really passionate if I get pulled into the conversations. And I've had a few interviews that were not the best. Um, many times it's because I couldn't get the person to break their kind of like the barrier that they had up. I couldn't find them, their essence, their humanity. And they may have had a PR reason or angle for being on the show. They could have had scripted answers. But those were the ones that were like the hardest for me because I want to I want to connect with the other person, but I want them to move me, shake me, change me. I want to be excited about the life that I'm living outside of that experience with them. So we're going to change things up a bit. We're shaking things up. And it's we're not leaving gold behind and closing down the podcast. No, absolutely not. But instead of asking you to excavate your gold, I'm going to ask you what you're doing to change the world. Not what you're leaving behind, but what you are building and why and how and what we do to create. And what's funny is if you look over the course of this platform and the episodes that we've had, we've been moving into this evolution and experience throughout the course of probably the past six plus months. Um, I want to tell you a bit of a story to help you understand the framework of the new and why this actually fits really well into the new live platform. And I've probably told this story before, but it's super important to me. Um, My daughter, Olivia created the meaning behind live. And she and I have these super deep conversations and it's kind of special because even with the pandemic, we'll like go through Dairy Queen and get a treat and we will drive around for like an hour and we will have these deep introspective conversations. 
And so one time, I think it was like the summer of 2018, we were on one of these drives and having a conversation. I said, I'm, I'm starting a company and I want to name it after one of my babies. And I think, side note, it's really interesting that at the time I considered one of my babies my book lore because now I look at that as something that I did. It was something in the past. It's an important tool. I still recommend it and people still find incredible value in that book. I had vision boarded it. That was going to be like the culmination of all of my life's work. That was like the big event in my life. I was going to be a published author. And I think it's so funny now because even two years ago, I was like one of my babies is liver lore. And now like as far as I've come and as much as I've created, that was a speed bump. That was a, that was something that I could vision board, but the vision board has grown by leaps and bounds. And I just, I think that's something important to note. But Olivia, so in the conversation with her, I said, you know, should I name it Liver Lore? And she says, well, I really don't like the idea of you naming Live after me or naming a company after me. But what if Live stands for something? And I said, well, what would it stand for? And she said, well, you believe people should love themselves and love each other. And it's a media company, so we want things to go viral. So why don't we make love go viral? And I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> so Liv stands for love is viral. I've been told that she should be our chief marketing officer. This kid is incredible. Like we created commercials recently for the app for Liv Pocket Coach. And I showed them to her because I was so proud of them. And she watched them and very thoughtfully, you know, looked at the entire commercial. And afterwards she got really quiet and she was like, well, it's really pretty, but I still don't know what you do. Like I know only because I've played with the app that like you can listen to people's content and like, I wouldn't know that. Like it just looks like pretty pictures. And it was so funny because I was like, wow, I've paid thousands of dollars to create these commercials. And my nine year old is like schooling me on marketing. So she's got a, a very bright future ahead of her. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that the live media platform, the whole point behind love is viral is that we want to be a place of creation where we guide people to really learn to love themselves. And that's going to, that will definitely include excavation, but I don't want to focus on the past. I don't want to spend time in pain and redemption. I want to guide people to the best aspects of themselves because then they're influencing their loved ones, the people that they live life alongside, their children, their community. And to me, that's something like that has meat on its bones. That is forward thinking. You have to do some of that past work to get to that place, but I'm at that place and I don't want to sit in the past any longer. So gold feels kind of left last lifetime. Um, we are rebranding. We are now going to be called The Love is Viral Show. And if I get this right, you won't even have to resubscribe. Um, it just depends on my technical skills. Uh, but as we shift, of course, we reflect, we reminisce, we think where we've been, which is a huge part of our growth and healing. And we say bless and release. So that's what I kind of wanted this to be. I wanted it to be like a throwback episode where I shared almost like the story of gold and like what I loved, what I learned. And then I'm going to kind of give you what I'm really taking away from all of this and into the next iteration, which is called Love is Viral. So I've been looking over the thread and I can tell you the show is already heading in this direction because the topics were evolving as I was. So I wanted to share the, the, the ones that stick out in this process and what I learned and loved. So my very first episode was accidental. It was with Dr. Melanie Ross Mills, who I absolutely adore. 
my firm had hired her to come out and speak to our clients. And I had a group of, of women clients who were going to join us for this luncheon, but we had some time. And I had just finished recording the audiobook for Lore. My friend had a studio and I said, you know, maybe one day I'll do a podcast. So Dr. Mel was going to be in town and I was like, hey, we have extra time. Why don't we record an interview and just see how it goes? And maybe I'll use it for a podcast in the future. We had so much fun. She talks about relationships and we really talked about all iterations of relationships. We talked about friendships and family uh, boundaries. And what if you're growing at a speed that's faster than the people in your life? Like, how do you hold space for those people? Like, it was a really deep and beautiful conversation. It was also the first time that I talked publicly about my personal romantic relationships. It had always been a conversation that I avoided, and I didn't know that that was actually going to become a thing. I didn't, I wouldn't know that for a little bit longer. But as I moved forward, I kept being asked how to move into these more positive and fulfilling relationships. And she was kind of the kickoff. And what's so funny is that it went so well that Gold was born, and three months later it debuted um, in December of 2018. Several months after Gold started making the rounds, my dear friend Travis Turner reached out and said, I want to do a show with you. And I knew immediately what I wanted to do with him. Um, we created episode 14. It was called The, the Perpetual Heartbreak of Al Adult Children of Alcoholics. And it was, it was a hard one. It was hard for both of us. It was raw. It was real. And I really opened up about what it was like to be raised by an alcoholic addict parent. And we didn't get into the, the dirty details of abuse. I didn't think that that was going to be valuable or helpful because that's just something to kind of like snack on, right? That didn't feel like I could see people leaning in and wanting to know. And we didn't want to do that. What we wanted to do is speak to the person and the, the individuals who did not yet have language or words around the psychology they were experiencing. They didn't know why being raised the adult child of an alcoholic, how that was actually changing their parenting style, how it was causing them to create boundaries and to have issues with trust. And this is an entire psychology that is studied. And so we wanted to kind of say in like real life terms, here are two incredibly successful people who are both adult children of alcoholics. And this is what it looks like. This is what our boundaries look like. And this is the conversation that we have. We literally like opened our hearts, ripped them open, and we just talked to the people who knew our stories the best. I knew that show was important as we recorded it because I'd received some DMs in the past when I blogged about ACOA, which stands for Adult Children of Alcoholics. I knew that we were giving them the language and I loved the response that the show had. But I also made kind of like a mental note as that show was being recorded. It was taking an emotional toll on me. And if I were to continue to show up on the platform wanting to kind of like rip my heart open, um, I had to get some better tools and resources. And I, I wasn't 100% there yet. I was just very aware of the fact, like we left that and I was emotionally drained. And I didn't want that to be the case. Like I'd already done these workshops where I would leave and I would have to carb load. Here I am having conversations with people and talking about painful pasts and we're doing it for the purpose of helping. But it's it wasn't my story anymore. And I think that that's what I'm heading into is that, that point. This wasn't where I lived anymore. Um, I want to say with that, with that said, lore will art always be a huge part of my life. It will always be, it was the culmination of years of hurt and pain and struggle. And it became my advocacy 
because I suddenly had the tools. I'd spend thousands of dollars and worked so hard on myself. And I wanted to shorten the distance for the next person. Like I wanted to give them the manual and be like, you don't have to go to as many conferences or have to do as much hard work as I did. Here's the manual to help you. Here are the questions to ask yourself. So it will always be valuable. And I also want to mention I am a huge fan of Mastin Kipp's work. He wrote a book called Claim Your Power. I want to say it came out in 2017 or 18, um, much after I had already done my experience. Like I was wrapping up my edits for Lore when Claim Your Power came out. And I even went and saw him in person. We did like a six-hour workshop. Incredibly emotional. I thankfully was already kind of at the tail end of what I would call like my personal development pilgrimage, like that really painful like opening yourself up, broken open, let me get through all of this. And so I, I probably would have become like his disciple if I'd found him in 12, 2012 or 13 and he had written the book then. That's when I was kind of like in the crux of my pain, having just been divorced. But his work is powerful and, and Claim Your Power is definitely a book that you should look into if you need to do some past work. But I wanted to share that with you because there was a gentleman that I met shortly after all this happened. Like I kept coming and circling back to this one PR agency that would book guests and book me on shows and had a relationship with Mastin Kip. And through all of this came my relationship with Dan Mason. Dan has been on the podcast multiple times. He has a killer uh, challenge on the Live Pocket Coach that you should listen to. He talks about leaving your soul-sucking career. And I absolutely love his, he's just like, self-deprecating and he, no bullshit. And he will call you out, but he will hold you all at the same time. Like I've had some really smack you in your face conversations with him, but not in a painful way. Kind of like you're both looking at self-help wrapped in love and you get this sort of resourcefulness and aha moments. And it's almost like when we're talking, we're like reviewing trauma from the purview of someone who's like poked and prodded it get it, know the importance of healing, but don't feel like wallowing it anymore. So if you haven't listened to his episodes or checked him out on the Live Pocket Coach, please do that. Um, He's one of my favorite people to chat with and talk through this stuff with. And we've gotten on the phone a couple of times, even when I'm trying to figure something out and just such a great resource because it's true. We have trauma, both big T and little t trauma, as he called it, that we carry with us and that we need to excavate and understand. Today, Gold is brought to you by Live Media and the Live Pocket Coach, available on the Apple App Store now. Not only is Live Like a Life Coach in your pocket, but we have coaches in 3D as well. With our most recent upgrade, you can sign up for one-on-one coaching with a person on the phone who will hold you down, hold you accountable, and offer you perspective as you build your big, bad, beautiful new life. Apple users can sign up for our Premium Plus plan through the app or check out our next level and mastery options at loveisviral.com forward slash coaching. Android users, we haven't forgotten about you. Live Coaching is available to you as well. Just reach out to us at dearlive at loveisviral.com and we'll fill you in on all the ways Live can create with you. Live Pocket Coach, welcome to your life.
In the vein of really trying to dig into intentional, mindful living, aside from the conversations about trauma, I also got into relationships, which I mentioned before. They came to the forefront because they truly are our biggest opportunities for growth. They are the place where we get to know ourselves. If we have triggers or old stories, the person that we love is absolutely going to detonate those. Like They're the people that are going to walk in and be like, oh, you have pain points? Let me light them up like a switchboard. So you almost have to kind of honor the people that come into your life and love them for the fact that they're going to be your greatest teachers. Um, So we decided to do some really great episodes. Uh, I did a couple on intentional dating. I had incredible feedback. So we decided that we wanted to curate content on relationships, but did not want to turn gold into a relationship podcast. So instead, little pivot, and um, this was super fun. We actually recorded an entire mastery interview series with relationship coaches, therapists, and experts on Live Pocket Coach. So there's a couple that I'll tell you about that were on gold, but if you want expanded information on relationships and how to dig into them, go to the mastery section on the Live Pocket Coach, and there is a host of interviews on everything from how to be a high-value person, how to navigate heartbreak, how to date intentionally, how to be in a mindful relationship, how to deal with conflict. Such great interviews. But the ones that started it, were Jamie and Kelsey, uh, Jamie Ray and Kelsey Grant. We did one called Legendary Love. This conversation, oh my God, they were amazing. And we got super honest about finding your alien is what they called it. It was really cute. They're like, you need to find your matching alien out there in the world. And the continual work that a strong and empowered relationship requires. And my biggest fear in relationships is creating resentment. And Kelsey made a really great point that if you're constantly fearful of it, you're going to create it. But Resentment is really information. It's simply telling you, like, I have a need that is not met. And that was kind of a mind-blowing moment for me that rather than sitting in this space of resentment and being like, oh, I feel it coming on. How do we manage this? This is going to be hard to overcome. Being like, okay, what need is not being met? What information is this getting? So they kind of broke it down for me in a way that was really empowering and, like, gorgeous and honest. And then after I interviewed them, I... uh, had an interview with uh, Crystal Eram. She's a dating coach and we did one on intentional dating and I love her interview. It's on gold. It's also on the mastery section of the Live Pocket Coach. We talked about the fact that a lot of times when people are dating, especially if you're in the swipe left or right dating world, um, we have a tendency to put our pain on display. Like you'll see these in the profile of people who are on dating apps who are like, If you're emotionally unavailable, swipe left. If you this, you know, bleh, I don't want this or I'm done with this. And she's like, we're just blasting our pain out there in the world. And why it's so important to instead become receptive. How can you move into a place of receptivity if you truly want to bring in love? So fantastic episode. She was hilarious. She brought so much sass to the entire conversation. So make sure that you check that one out. The whole process of recording gold has truly been like a personal learning curve. I've learned so much about myself as an interviewer, as a woman, a human being. I've grown so much. And as we shift to Love is Viral, which has a video component, I am having to learn myself all over again. So I love that I can see people during the conversation and then I can engage with them, but it doesn't leave a whole lot of space for being able to make notes, to cough, to blow my nose, to wear yoga pants and not care about makeup that day. So this is a new learning curve again. And then I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, 
And I know I'm going to have people that stump me. I know that I'm going to have people who uh, they're not perfect interviews, but I'm really excited about the direction that we're heading and and what we're going to kind of delve into uh, in this new series. To be clear, I knew I was evolving as a host and a human being after one of my most recent episodes that probably was one of the catalysts on how I wanted to set up the Love is Viral show. I was getting the interview formula down and it was in the episode I did with uh, psychotherapist Alyssa Menkow. It was called Loving and Leaving a Narcissist. I was so proud of this interview because there was no trauma bonding, no hashing, no pain. I have learned that it's so important to bring folks on who are either healed or are experts because we're no we're not in the pain. We're able to look at it from a place of observation. We're able to look at our own bad behavior and the bad behavior of others from a place of learning and education as opposed to being entrenched in it, which is what I think is how gold originally felt and how the interviews sometimes feel when I'm being interviewed about gold or about lore. It's entrenched in the pain and wanting to rehash it for what feels like inspiration, but sometimes feels like it's more people are leaning in. They're, I want to hear about their pain. I want to hear about their suffering. And I don't want to get to the redemptive story or I don't want to get to the tools until I know the good stuff, but I don't know that it's always the good stuff. And I love it when you can look at someone across the room and say, hey, I've been where you've been, but I really believe that you have to pick the people that you share the deepest parts of your heart and soul with. Um, I absolutely adore people who share their story. And I'm going to get to that in the, the later remarks I think it's important to share your story, but I think at some point in time, you also have to realize that you don't want to live in that space anymore. With this interview that I did with Alyssa, it was gorgeous because it was a it was a very broad overview of what it meant to love and leave a narcissist. And I think I knew as we were recording it that we were going to help people who had either loved a narcissist and hadn't quite healed, that, that still had a wound on their unconscious, or they're currently with a narcissist and haven't figured out that it's time to pack it in, that it's time to, to, to remove yourself from the situation. But this wasn't a fearful, let me tell you the story, let's dig into this drama. It was truly like, here is what you can expect. And I was so proud of it. We really got to a place where we were able to offer perspective And it was kind of one of those landmark, like, this is the way it should be done. I actually received a message from a friend and listener afterwards that was like, you finally have given me like a clicked, right? I I got insight and I got perspective from that conversation. And the beautiful thing about it is I didn't have to go into deep, ugly story. I was able to provide perspective and there was some type of value that was offered as well as trust, right? The trust because of the things that we're talking about that we know, but we don't have to really dig into the pain points that are going to require that afterwards I go take a nap. <laughs> um, this is the way it should be done. This is the way the conversation should be had. My favorite guests have brought so much soul and expertise to the show. And I love when I have a scientist on and I can like, get that logical side of my brain scratched. And Dr. Romy Mushtak blew my mind. She was probably my first introduction to the correlation between neuroscience and mindfulness. Like we talk about like, oh, you can be spiritual and you can be logical or like, well, I don't want to talk too much about that because that's too woo. And what I've realized is that there's a space for both of it. 
and both the both sides. And I don't think that some of the things that we consider woo are truly woo. Like if you really dig into the science of mindfulness, if you knew that there were a few things you could do to hack your chemical, like your, your brain chemistry, and you could actually call on the serotonin and start to bring it in and calm other parts of your brain, why would you not do that? And why wouldn't you do that on like a daily basis? Why wouldn't you get to know yourself so well and create these practices that are studied by neuroscientists you wouldn't call them woo anymore. We would take all of that woo out of it. And even though I've joked often throughout the show that I'm part logic, part spirituality, I have never been more aware that these things can and should coexist and that there's an intersection for them. If you can explain meditation and brain chemistry, I think it's an absolute no-brainer. And my most recent episode with Noel Cordeaux goes further into this and really kind of puts the bow onto the evolution of gold. It's really kind of showing how we can talk about our pain, our anxiety, our, our issues, our past and our stories, but from a place of, okay, how do I heal them? How do I move them forward? How do I create tools within my life? And how do I make change? Not only in myself, but then my community, my family, my children, how do I, bring about my own evolution. This brings me kind of to the meat of the episode. Our need to honor our past and do deep work is essential. I do not disavow it at all. I don't, I don't argue where I came from. And if you need the tools or as people come to our platform, like we do forgiveness and, and visualizations on, on talking to your past and things like that. But if you really need deep tools, order lore. It will, it's a fantastic guidebook and it asks you a ton of questions and, and go through it. I think it's going to be a great resource to hold yourself accountable, but don't stay there. And that's, I think, the big point that I want to make. We must learn from our past. We must forgive our past. And sometimes that is a very ugly, nasty, dirty process. So necessary, but it's, it's messy and personal. Don't be surprised if after your big breakthrough, you realize there are more layers no matter where you are in your own self-development or evolution, there's always more room. Even though you think you've forgiven, there may one day be something that's said and all of a sudden you're triggered and right back to it. That person that you love so much that you called into your life has lit up that lightning board, the, the board of, of triggers, and all of a sudden you're back into a space that you thought that you had healed. But here's the deal. You have better tools. You have a better framework from which to work. The funny thing is... <laughs> When you first commit to yourself to do the work, a lot of people become like converts and evangelists and they kind of take on this like holy, like I've got this figured out. Life is different. I'm evolved. I'm woke. I'm conscious. God bless them. I've been there. I have touted certain things to people. And what I learned over the course of time is that there's always another level. There's always another tool. We're all in a different space. So give those people who are like evangelists right now, give them some space because I can guarantee them, as has happened with me, your legs will be swept out from under you at some point in time. You are just going to land faster. You're going to get up faster. You're going to have more humility. And that in the end is a blessing. Your tools, they're going to shift. They're going to change. You may swear up and down that meditation and free writing is it. I love meditation. I absolutely do. My meditation is now a little funkier than it originally was because I've had to adjust and adapt to adapt to make things work for me. Some people talk about tapping, ayahuasca. They choose a thought leader, a church, a live event. There are people like I went to a Tony Robbins experience and I was like, I can't decide if this man is a legend or a church because people, people will 
worship at the altar of the thing that they believe saved their life. And that is okay. For some, it's Tony Robbins. For some, it's Oprah. For some, it's a book. It's a Bible. Whatever it may be until the day that you realize that you saved your life with your questions, your openness, your faith, your resilience, every single person will have their own path, leader, tool, whatever it is that gives them perspective when they're ready for it. Your story is important. Share it. Heal. Help others. I think it's Danielle Laporte that people quote all the time who said, I'm turning my pain into purpose. And I think that that's really beautiful. The problem that I have with that is so many people so many times will sit within their pain. And these are the folks that continually remind you of everything that has happened that has been bad in their life, but how they've managed to come out the other side. And my argument is at some point in time, you have to leave that story behind. It's important. Cry through it. Heal. Help others. And one day you will realize that it's not the house you want to live in any longer. It's given you so many gifts. You grow this unbridled compassion. You have boundaries like iron, and you no longer enter the relationships you once did. It's, it's so powerful. You're blessed. You're in control, and you're humble because you know tomorrow you may meet a new challenge, and you will overcome that one as well. But this is when I encourage you to become curious about what lights you up, what brings you joy, about what you want to build and how you're going to truly change your gaze to be present and future focused. You will absolutely 100% without fail look back. But make sure that when you do, it fills your heart with gratitude and not exhaustion. That when you tell your story, it isn't a place to grieve to show how far you've come. It's not salacious, a tell-all. It's a short visit that offers perspective and that your heart is not tired from the retelling of your story. Your story is not your identity. It is not your home. I have so enjoyed my time with gold and I thank my past, my stories, and the opportunity I had to write and share lore. I healed myself in so many ways and I healed others. The conversations we have have been aspirational and just absolutely gorgeous. I have learned so much. I know that that work will continue. Always be willing to dig in and pull out the past to heal from it, to forgive so that you can truly be present and future focused. Join me next week on our first episode of the Love is Viral show. It's going to be available on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all the podcatchers. If I do this correctly, my technical skills will be on display. Um, it's also going to be available via YouTube. So I guess I won't be wearing yoga pants and my hair in a ponytail anymore unless I want to make that my thing. Um, but I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being with me along this journey. We're not completely like blowing things up. We're just changing the conversation to be more powerful, more present, and more about what we are building. Thank you for excavating with me. Now let's build our new house. I can't wait. Join me next week. I'll talk to you then. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. You can find me on Instagram at either ms.janetteschneider or the live movement at loveisviral.media or live at loveisviral.com. Get deep in the work with me to uncover your messaging before you pass it on to your children or the people you influence. Order my book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day. <laughs>